0: Subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Matt and Garrett, we're back. Hi, everyone. It's going to be fun to play around today and share some time with you. Welcome to our playground. If you haven't gone and checked us out on Facebook, I'll make a quick announcement about that. Amazing group of people. As Matt said last time, we're approaching 9,000 people in there. Lots of interaction, lots of great ideas. I saw somebody posting there the other day that they're thinking about going to their first installation and and is it worth it? And what should I expect? And I was amazed at the amount of people. I shouldn't be amazed, but the amount of people that actively got on there right away going like, brace yourself, you're in for a ride.
1: And we should probably share too, Garrett, that I don't think she was attending the one that we're going to be at, but she had mentioned South Carolina and a few people had chimed in the November 7th installation in South Carolina. We're going to be there.
0: Yeah. You should jump in and and talk about it now that you brought
1: it up. Okay. So November 7th in Charleston, you go to ninjaselling.com to find this stuff. Ninjaselling.com, go to the calendar, look for installations. November 7th, there's going to be a public install here in Charleston. I'm going to be there all four days. Garrett's going to be there all four days. Several of our other coaches are going to be there all four days. Bob Sutton's going to be the instructor. We're going to have a blast. We have a lot of coaching clients going. You know, the expectation of an installation is it's going to be an amazing four-day event. It's not like because we're there, it's going to be any different. You're still going to get the best Ninja Selling content. What is going to be different is that we get to hang out. And we're throwing around doing a live audience podcast one of the evenings, which I think would be a ton of fun to kind of do a Q&A type podcast deal, maybe record a couple episodes with everybody kind of hanging out and... Charleston's a great place. So great time to visit Charleston to early November. So
0: that enough plug? You did great. You did great, man. I appreciate you uh, jumping into that arena. We will set that aside, all the announcements and everything. We're going to jump into our podcast today. But Matt, thanks for bringing that up because that is something that I've been wanting to talk about. And it's funny, we don't pre-record that far ahead, but it's funny how fast we can get to certain dates and be like, I wish I would have talked about something. So thank you for saying something about that.
1: Yeah. And you know, for those of you who are like, well, how come you don't mention every single installation that's out there? Well, there's a lot. And so that's why you should just keep tuned into the website. If you're wondering if there's going to be a public install available, go there. They put them on there. The team that works behind the scenes is incredible at getting those things posted up in plenty of time. They're usually posted before registration opens as well so that you know when registration is coming. So watch the website. But now you know, November 7th. Charleston, South Carolina. less us roll.
0: Yeah. And somebody was telling me, Matt, to just make things easier on that website. You can actually go and search for the public just for anything that's going to be public coming up uh, yep. or open. And the nice thing is you can save that link so that you can just come back to it and hit it if you want to see all public events. So you're not having to go search for it. Yeah. Bookmark it. Yeah. Just bookmark it, uh, which I thought was a great idea. So anybody that's like, oh, gosh, I think on the
1: bulletin board of our Facebook group, so at the top of the group, there's a pinned post called the bulletin board. I used to update it with all the new ones, but that just got, honestly, was too much work. So now there's just a link that you click and will take you to all of the upcoming public installations, which is, there's an easy way to do it. Just click that link and then public installs right there for you. And masteries and all that kind of stuff.
0: Matt has already done the work for you. You've already done the work. Look at that. It's all done. There you go. Made it easy. Piece of cake. See you later. All right. That's our podcast for today. All right. No, we do have a topic. And this topic came up for me for two reasons. I was having a conversation with with a a lady that I coach in um, the Colorado market. And I then started thinking about, okay, what does it mean to have a shared vision? And that's what we want to talk to you today is when you're working with people, when you have multiple people in your world. And which most of us do, by the way, we have family members, loved ones that we have shared visions with that we should have shared visions with. We have team members or we have partners in our business that we need to have a shared vision with. And we have clients that we should have a shared vision with too. Plans. Yep. And I was listening to a great book here over a drive that I just recently did that a lot of you followed me on. And they talked in there about having a shared vision and communication and where it's a major breakdown. And we've talked about communication on podcasts in the back that it's a major breakdown for a lot of great relationships and a lot of you know working relationships. Where this all started, Matt, again, I was talking to this agent that I work with in the four, well, she's actually not in fork, she's in the Colorado market. And she was at a place of saying, okay, I'm working with my daughter. And as I'm working with her, she's got a vision of where she's going. I've got a vision of what our business look, could look like. I'm more on the trending out of real estate here in the upcoming years. I'm not quite sure when, but it, it's heading that direction. And my daughter's on this upward trajectory of grow, 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 bigger, bigger, bigger. We're going down this path, which is it's very normal, by the way. The lack of a shared vision in between them is causing major stress and this got me thinking then about this trip that I just recently did with my daughter. So I have two girls, twins. A lot of you have heard about them over the time that we've been recording and doing podcasts. But we've come to a stage in our life, a stage in our world that I've got two that are going off to college at exactly the same time. One going to Texas A&M, the other one going to the University of Hawaii The one that was going to Texas A&M is Celeste. And as we were planning on making this trip and this journey, we started mapping out what is this going to look like. We could take an airplane and get down there and have our car shipped. The other idea was we could drive. And we took the route of driving. And the reason I, I did that was totally for selfish reasons, is that this was an opportunity after 18 years to have this one last kind of big journey and shared time with one of my girls. So we took it and I, and I ran with it. One of the things when we talk about this idea of a shared vision, it was really interesting. I was thinking back to this agent that I'm coaching in Colorado. And I started to share with her the shared vision that I had with Celeste on making this trip. And first off, we were picking a route. And we had a decision to make. We could go all the way down to Southern California and cut over. We're coming from Northern California. Uh, That would take us all the way down, would have put us on the 10, and we would have made the route. We started thinking about, okay, what cities can we leave a car in overnight full of stuff safely that we could feel like all of our stuff would be there when we came back in the morning to ones that maybe we might have to replace windows in the morning done those trips, super fun, but uh, we wanted to avoid replacing windows as much as possible and all of our stuff. So we picked a route and we ended up going through Salt Lake City down through Taos through you know New Mexico, and into Texas and it was amazing. We had to figure out what kind of a sleep accommodations do we want to have, and when are we going to sleep, and how are we going to do that because it 's a thirty five hour drive. We had to look at the speed that we we're going to be traveling so we could make sure that we were going to be getting to places on time, departure times that we're going to be leaving. We even went as far as what kind of entertainment did we want to have on this drive? No, were we going to be listening to books and getting an education while we're driving? Were we going to be listening to music? Thankfully, we listened to somewhat similar music. Every once in a while, she'll push the limits. All of you know your child that has that, that song they put on. We're like, really? Really, we're listening to this song right now? I can't take it. I'm your dad. So we had all of this mapped out. So what it meant was is that we knew this route we were going to take, eating. We literally broke it down to protein shakes in the morning, very, very, very fast lunch. We're going to hit a town wherever we're at. We'll figure out what it is. We're going to walk in. We're going to eat quickly. We're going to get back on the road. Could be very simple food. There was one day she had one of those lunchable pizza things. Don't do that. If you are ever rode, don't let your kid do that. She's like making pizzas in the car. I'm like, what are you doing? This is so unhealthy. But it fitted with our schedule, which was eat fast, get back on the road, and keep moving. And the other agreement that we had around eating was have a really nice dinner. Like Wherever we're at, we're going to find the nicest restaurant in town, and we're going to enjoy the nicest dinner we can possibly find. And that was our reward for getting to our new place. Sleeping. We needed to make sure we were in bed so we had a good night of sleep. Luckily, when you're driving, you're traveling like that, your body wants to shut down pretty quick when you get to where you want to go. And we were making sure that we were up no later than seven o'clock every morning to get back on the road. Uh, if we woke up earlier, our agreement was if, if we were starting to move and get going, there wasn't any point of just laying in bed and saying, oh, we're just going to like hang out here. It was like the minute we both started moving, how fast could we pack our bags, how fast could we get back in the car and start driving again, because that meant we could enjoy the nice restaurant at the end of the day. So we had departure time set up. Uh, When we talked about entertainment for the trip, we both got on the same page of, well, we want to listen to some music, but I brought it up to her. I said, would you mind listening to books on Audible on our drive? And she was like, yeah. She goes, I would love to do that. She goes, what books do you have? And I threw out, she was like, what kind of books? She's like, are we talking about like, just like, novels? like We're just going to hear stories? Or are we going to learn stuff? And I was like, I'm thinking we're going to learn stuff, stuff that we can apply into our lives, stuff that'll make us better as we move forward. So we picked a handful of books. We picked uh, Essentialism. We picked Effortless. We picked Give and Take and The Four Agreements. We got through three and a half books on our tribals. So we had that clearly understood. We had the speed set up. I told her, I said, if we're on major freeways, I said, I don't want to sit here and baby you the whole time or have that moment of going like you're speeding or whatnot. We're just going to set the expectation. If you're on an open freeway and we're traveling 15 over, I know a lot of people who don't agree with me out there. I'm not looking for approval, but it was an agreement that we made. And when we found sections of freeway that were 80 miles an hour, top was 90. I was like, you know what? 95 seems excessive. 90 will be a top cruising speed. If the speed limit's 80.
1: Oh man, missed opportunities.
0: I know, but we had to, I had to be a parent a little bit. Fines might change when you get triple digits. I don't know. (laughs) There is something about that. What was interesting about this, and this is why I wanted to share this, is that Celeste and I have an amazing relationship. We are very similar. We have very clear expectations about what we expect to be happening. We also can be very, very, very stubborn. And very easily in my 18 years of being around her, I know that if we don't have a clear shared vision, we will butt heads really fast. Because she has an idea of how something's going to be happening. I have an idea of how something's going to be happening. Be it sleeping in in the mornings, be it what kind of radio stations we're going to listen to along the way be it the roads that we're going to take and what we're going to see along the way, what type of food we're going to be eating. Are we going to be, you know, maybe she wants a big breakfast. I know I'm speaking a lot here, but roll with me. Maybe she wants to have a big breakfast. Maybe I'm like, no, let's just get on the road. Having this shared vision, there was not one moment in three and a half days that we even looked sideways at each other of like, why are we doing this right now? Everything was like a machine and it made me able to enjoy without any bickering with, and I say we really don't do that hardly at all, but we protected ourselves in our working relationship of how we we're going to get from point A to point B so we could have as much fun, laugh as much as we possibly could, joke along the way, and enjoy the time and the experience together. And this is where a lot of relationships, it's where a lot of businesses and partnerships that Matt, you and I get to watch break down, or we have people that come to us going, I'm not having fun. I'm not enjoying this. I have turmoil going on. And almost every time it comes back down to a lack of a shared vision. And it was an eye opener for me. And we did it kind of accidentally. I just did it because I knew I wanted to enjoy this as much as possible with her And I look back on it and go, man, it was the best thing I could have ever done was that moment that we sat down and we literally discussed all of this. And it was like muscle milk in the mornings, thumbs up. She has chocolate. I have vanilla. I didn't have to think about it. I was putting gas in the car. She was hitting the little convenience store. Muscle milks came out, bottled water, day started. Let's get rolling. It was brilliant. So I, Matt, I started to share this with you and we decided we were going to talk about this today because this lack of a planned vision for a lot of people is where a lot of breakdown happens. And I'm going to breathe for a second and I'm going to let you talk.
1: I think it's awesome. What a what a cool experience that you were able to have with Celeste and, and do that and have a blast doing it. And Shared vision is the phrase we've been talking about a lot, even before recording this and and after listening to you explain all the things like it started very simply with i mean first, you had to have the vision of where are we going, but then it just went with simple rules, right, simple rules that set boundaries so that there was no surprises when it came to communication, right there was no Tension around trying to make decisions because you made all the deci- a lot of decisions in advance that reduced the amount of decisions you had to make on the road, which reduced the decision fatigue, which increased the energy that you had to enjoy each other and enjoy the the travels. And so, I think the very simply connecting this then to somebody's business is making the decisions upfront, whether it's with your business planning which is coming, by the way, or your weekly plan of, hey, what am I going to choose to take on? Right, What problems am I going to accept? And what am I going to make decisions with now so that I don't have to make decisions with them later? Whether that's with your time or the type of people that you're going to work with, Like, let's relate it to following the ninja process. If I have a buyer who's not going to be willing to sit down and do a 10-step buyer process, if I make the decision now that, That is a non-negotiable thing for me and say, great, if you don't want to sit down and do it, that's fine. You have a different path that you want to travel. Let me introduce you to somebody else who can help you do that. And I hear everybody going, but Matt, wait, what if da, 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 da. Okay. You can play those things out if you want as well. But if you make the decision now, it's going to be so much easier down the road to handle those clients, right? And all of a sudden, you know that chocolate muscle milk is coming out the door for you versus Oh, I didn't want that. You got me, you know, Joe's protein and strawberry. Yuck, right? I didn't want that. And now you and we're like, well, I guess I just have to drink it now. And then you're like, I don't like this, and you don't enjoy the experience. And then everything else is just awful.
0: We were clear enough that if it wasn't in the store, the person was supposed to come back out and say, they don't have it. We got to move on to the next convenience store on the way out of town. Like it wasn't like a, oh, they only had this. This is what you're gonna to have today. It was they don't have the muscle milk. We're moving on to the next store. Right. Well, and so that's what I love about making
1: decisions in advance. It connects with what we talked about with the communication because now expectations are clear. Everything's understood. And even if you're sitting there filling up the car with gas thinking, man, I'd really like strawberry muscle milk today and chocolate comes out the door, you're not disappointed. You're like, wait, that's what I already agreed to. You're not being like,
0: well, can you go back and get me strawberry? No. No. So again, it makes things so much easier. And Matt, you started to bring it up like with a client. I mean, think about what if like what I just broke down of my working relationship with my daughter in this time that we're going to spend together over a four-day whirlwind. What if you had that type of shared vision with a client that you're working with and said, look, this is how it's going to go. And this is what we can expect. And this is what you are going to know that I'm going to be doing and how we're going to work together through this time. A lot of breakdowns in this working relationship with the people that have hired you to do a job is because maybe your your vision is not correct. Maybe they've got an expectation and an idea of what this is going to look like, and you have an idea of what you are going to be doing. And you just haven't come together and said, "Hey, here's what our journey is going to be like. Here, here's the speed we're going to be traveling at. Here's where we're going to stop along the way. We got inspections. We got this. We got to do. We got appraisals that needs to be done. You know, this is our timeline that we're you know going to try to get your home for say you know sold in." These are all the marketing pieces that we're going to have go out on these certain times. I mean, that's a client as well as an assistant, as well as a fellow buyer's agent that you have. To be able to sit down and say, look, this is our time. This is when all of our marketing is going to go out. That's going to build this business as we grow. This is where my lunches that I'm going to be doing because it's part of my Ninja 9. These are my handwritten notes are going to be going out consistently. By the way, you're going to do them also. We're in this car together. We're driving together. Let's get all this stuff done at this high level. I think that there's so many places you can look at in your own personal business and go like, the people that I'm working with every day, do I have that shared vision with them? Or is this why maybe we struggle? Is this why we're having conflict? Is this why that we're not getting to where we want to go in the way that we want to get there?
1: And I think it even sits on top of that. Well, one thing before I go in, into, into the broader aspect of a shared vision, but even when you're working with clients or a team member, there's going to be certain things that you set the rules on, like the speed. That's your rule. Like You're the dad, hey, this is what it's coming down to. There's other things you're going to collaborate on. Like, hey, what do you want to listen to? Let's talk about that. You're not going to come in and be like, we're listening to
0: books. And that's the deal. It's like, do you want to listen to books? I have some books. Well, what kind of books? By the way, I didn't say she had to drive 15 over. It was, that's the max.
1: Right. That's the limit. Right. But my point was, is you set that boundary. You set that rule. I mean, I guess I would have done it the other way. This is the minimum, but (laughs) just kidding, folks. Just kidding. Maybe not. Maybe not but there are certain things where with clients you're going to set the rules hey this is how my process works does this sound like a process that'll work for you and if they say yes great let's go if they say no okay well where are you confused if you and if you don't want to go on that process fine but then there's going to be some things that you collaborate on like the price of the home you know there might be a range that you're comfortable with as an agent and you're going to collaborate on what might be the best way to go out you're going to collaborate on how are we going to prepare this home for sale cuz Different people might have different levels of appetite for how far we go with staging, depending on their lifestyle at the home. Obviously, there needs to be a bare minimum of what we're going to be doing to make this thing shine and become a cream puff. But same thing with buyers. Hey, you're coming into town. You've never been here. Let's talk about that. How would you guys like to... Like, Here's my suggested things, blah, 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 blah. What would work for you? Let's talk about that because they are going to have different wants and needs than the other buyers that you've worked with, and so there will be those things that are collaborative, but the things that you set the rules on, you have to be clear on that, and you have to make sure that those are communicated and confirmed through questions. When you ask, does that sound like something that'll be okay with you? Hey, we're setting the max speed to fifteen miles an hour on freeways, off freeways we're going speed limit. Does that sound like a system that'll work for you? Yeah, that'll work. If she said no, you have been like, well, too bad, it's going to work for you anyway.
0: Well it's, well, it's interesting, like with the books and you know what, you know, we had a choice of you know, the music or books or whatnot. And by having the conversation up front, she very easily could have been, I don't want to listen to self-help books on my trip. I'm 18, I'm going off to college, like I want to listen to music, dad. Like she very easily could have said that, at which we would have said, sweet, like let's get an idea of what kind of music do we want to listen to then. Because I go punk rock and she goes country. And it's like, okay, I can only take so much country, and I know she can only take so much punk rock. I knew I liked Celeste. We do find a happy medium. For some reason, ska like, fits kind of happily in the middle there that we can both kind of like, everybody loves brass, that's why. Like, who doesn't like brass? Come on. Now, if I was traveling with my son and I said, hey, are books even an option for this travel that we're going to be doing? He would say, absolutely not like we're not i'm not listening to books for this time that we're going to be traveling together at which point we would have a conversation because he was like well if we want to listen to something audio that's going to tell a story i have an anime series that i would love to like share with you and i would say i can do it for an hour a day like i'll give you an hour a day we'll listen to anime and then we got to switch over to something else and we'll go down a different route and again it's collaborating, it's working together, it's creating this shared vision. It doesn't have to be everything you want, but it, it, when you're working with somebody and you could have that, like at least we have an understanding so that when anime turns on, my brain doesn't go, oh my gosh, how long are we going to be listening to this? What is this going to be? I'm getting stressed out. I'm frustrated now on the drive. I can only hear about this so many times. And why are we listening to it in Japanese? Well, and that's what you want to eliminate
1: is the stress of, I don't like this. So, you know, piling on the decision fatigue, it's like now we're not facing a decision. We're facing, like, oh, I don't like this, which is creating a new decision of, like, how do I want to handle this versus I've already accepted this into my world. Now, Gary, when this elevates to like partnerships in real estate, you might have people who want to go in two different directions, they're in two different stages of life. And this is where they get to come together to to understand each other's individual vision to create the shared vision. Like, hey, I know you're, you're going this way. I want to go this way. Let's talk about how we integrate those things with each other and set a certain level of expectations and, and decisions so that we're not surprised by one person's actions when we see them doing something like, hey, I see you chilling and not doing this and I'm over here hustling. What's the deal? It's like, oh, I already know, right? Or, hey, I'm, I'm executing this thing because this has worked for me and my business. I understand that's not the strategy for growth and you want to do this. So I'm cool with you TikTok and videos over there, which may or may not be the best strategy error on the side of not the best. But you kind of know where I'm going with this is there's two different destinations for those individuals. But for the business, we come together to understand how each person plays a role in moving the business into a, a space. Because if the person who's ready to kind of shift into a different gear is not agreeing with where the business should go, then we got a challenge, right? Because that person might then set resistance for the other person. Whereas it's not that they have to do anything, they don't have to all of a sudden get on board with doing these activities, they just have to be accepting and allowing of those things and be comfortable and be a champion. Be like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, I'm so excited that you're working on those things. This is You're going to really transform the way this business looks and become a champion.
0: Well, and I think if we take that back to kind of a road trip for a second, like when you have two people like that, they might find that they have two different destinations, but at the same time, they want to travel together. Like they want to share the time together. They want to spend as much time on that road together They might be in two separate cars driving on the same road and stopping for lunch. And they had just no. we're going to stop for lunch at this destination here. Oh, by the way, we're going to be here for dinner. I get it. You want to stay on the freeway and I'm going to go take some scenic routes. I'm going to see this and see that over there. At the same time, let's circle back and make sure that we can have dinner in Taos tonight. That's what I'd like to be able to do with you. Okay, next morning, we're going to get on the road again you might get there two hours before me because you took a different route. You were in a different car, different vehicle. At the same time, we're going to come together when we get to South Lake, Texas, and we're going to have dinner together. That's going to be our journey along this way. They could be very, very, very different pictures with a shared vision of how are we working together as we go along this journey. And that will actually work too. You just can't sit there and be like, I saw you get off at that exit. Why did you get off at that exit? We need to be in South. No, 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 no. Our agreement, we're going to be in Southlake, Texas on this day. That's our agreement. You take whatever route you want, stop and get snacks. I'm driving. And I think that in like partnerships like that, especially when you're kind of your destinations looking very different, your day to day workings looking very different, that's where that shared vision will help you still be able to maintain the healthy side of your business. Where you can at the end of the day go, wow, what a ride. Here we are at the end of the year. Look at what we've accomplished. Look at what we've done. And we're not trying to be identical. We're not trying to do the exact same things.
1: And then there's no resentment either, too, right? There's no resentment for who did what because it's already been agreed.
0: Yeah. I could have very easily, you know, Celeste and I had enough stuff that we were like totally opposite on on this trip. Well, we had some different stories that we could say, you know, it might be getting on an airplane and shipping the car might be me getting a rental car because I like driving so much being like, I want to do the drive with you and I want to have dinner with you and spend the night in all these hotels and share these things. We're just not driving together, even driving the
1: car. It's like, okay, who's going to do the driving? Are we splitting 50 50 or who's going to do the majority of the driving? Right. Like, Like when my wife and I travel, I pretty much drive the whole time. She doesn't really like it. She doesn't really like traveling by car in the first place. And so, cool. I love driving. I'll handle that, right? You agree on those things so that, oh, it doesn't have to be, oh, I did all of the driving. It's like, if you
0: agree on it ahead of time, you can't be upset about that. So it's funny you said that. So our agreement with driving like that was, is that open roads... That was something that she was going to take for the most part. I did a lot of open road driving, but open road driving that's a lot she was going to take, so like through New Mexico, the winding roads, all that kind of stuff. when we got into major cities, she hasn't done a whole lot of driving in major cities. she hasn't done a whole lot of driving with a lot of traffic and a lot of moving parts. But it was really interesting. The agreement was when she got to, when we got to Texas, she wanted to do the majority of the driving
1: so when you had seventy five percent of the journey left,
0: no kidding. So we got to South Lake. That was where she was really like I want to take it as much as I can from here and that put her right through the middle of Houston, which if anybody's driven around Houston, you can be going 15 miles an hour over the speed limit and you will get past like you're standing still. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Celeste's like I'm speeding and that person just went ripping past me. I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "Am I missing something?" I'm like, "Nope. You're doing fine." But it was interesting. The shared vision was she goes, I need to learn how to drive down here. Like I can either learn to drive with you and helping me through Houston and helping me along these roads, or I'm gonna figure it out on my own. And she was very much wanting assistance in, you know, how do you handle when somebody's passing you 20 over when you're going 15 over? What do you do when you see them coming up in your rearview mirror? Do you merge out of the fast lane into the middle lane? and potentially make a weird situation when that person's blasting up 15 over in the middle lane. Like there's great conversations and learning opportunities, but with that shared vision, I knew when we got to South Lake and we were heading down South and going through Houston and all that, I wasn't going to be driving through the cities. That was a learning opportunity. We both agreed to it. And again, just continuing that shared vision so that there's just no, there's just no hiccups. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. I would try and I, I didn't realize that I traveled that way, and I don't think I did it consciously. It's one of those things we look back on and go, like, "Well, what made that trip work so well?" Shared vision, incredible.
1: Well, good story creates a good analogy into running business. I think, and hopefully, everybody else thinks that way too, because there's there's a lot of good takeaways there. I mean, from decision fatigue to structure to planning ahead which is going... We're probably going to talk a lot about that over the next couple of months.
0: So be prepared. I wish I could show people the itinerary that we had made up. Sarah prints it all down on little teeny pieces of paper. You get four days per sheet of paper. She slices them on one of those big like school like cutting machines that you have for paper. We have one of those in the house. And then she staples them all together. And they're broken down by day. And all the moving parts of like here's your here's your reservation, here's your all your stuff. And it's awesome. I just flip through it day by day. Okay, we well, now we're on this day. Here's our destinations, here's our thing. I should show somebody I should show you, Matt, like what it looks like. Cause it's always fun. And there's always that that feeling of like, oh, it's like it's the last page. And the last page is always like, here's where you're gonna return the rental car. Like, and it's like, oh, journey's over. But there's also that like throwing it away at the end of like. Successful journey, like moving along. What's the next one? So, I don't know. That was a little tidbit I wanted to throw in there, but it's a nice little like nod to like having
1: something tangible too, because it's just there. It's easy. You don't have, I mean, people are like, well, oh, why don't you just put it on like a, an app or put it in your notes on your phone? Like, and you could. Little quarter
0: sized piece of paper with an alligator clip at the top. Yeah. There's just something about that. I like it. You can rip the pages off every day, throw them out as you go through. Like I've done it all kinds of ways. This one I kind of shared it because it was kind of fun to flip back at it, like all the little, the little things. You can take notes on it too. You can. Well, I appreciate you sharing that story, Garrett. Thank
1: you for kind of telling that and for sharing that experience with Celeste. And hopefully, thank you, everybody, for joining us and enjoying that. Head over to our Facebook group if you want to talk more about this or any other of our podcasts, which you can also do that in there. There's a lot of like questions flying around about Ninja, but if you want to just talk about a podcast or share some takeaways that you took from episodes, put it out there because I think that's a great way to share in the learning experience of all these things, which we didn't launch this podcast necessarily to provide learning experiences, but we've heard some great stories about how people use them for office meetings and things like that. So feel free to use our community for that type of, uh, continuing education, so to speak, as well, head over to facebook.com slash group slash The Ninja Selling Podcast. Answer the questions, please. If you've requested to join and you're not in, you may not have answered some of the questions or we're just a day or two behind getting you in there. But please answer those questions so we know you do want to be in there. And if you have any questions about Ninja Selling, or you want to learn more about Ninja Coaching, head over to ninjaselling.com and follow the tabs at the top. You can learn a whole lot more about what Ninja Selling is all about how to connect with a coach. And if you click on the calendar, you can, as we talked about in the beginning, find a, an installation that you can attend and dive right in. But for those of you who haven't read the book, start there. Just grab a copy of Ninja Selling. Read it. You can read it in a weekend if you dedicate yourself to it. And you'll have everything you need to start living and running your business like a ninja. So Garrett, thank you, man.
0: Thank you, and I'll throw one last little thing in. I want to say thank you to everybody who joined me on the journey that I did with my daughter. It was fun on Facebook, having a lot of people that were interacting with me and you know uh throwing out their ideas as we were along our journey and where we were going through and uh If anybody ever wants to join me on a journey because I do them every once in a while uh and I'll kind of put them out there the way that I did here with Celeste. You're welcome to join me on my Facebook page, which is just Garrett Fry. You can find me there, at Garrett Fry. I'd love to have anybody want to uh, be a part of that with me. Um, I'm very non discriminational with people that want to join me as friends on Facebook. So come along, join me if you'd like, and uh, appreciate all of you. As well, if you're all the listeners out there, you are my friends. And uh, thanks for sharing time with me and Matt and appreciate you guys. Have a great day, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the TheNinjaSellingPodcast.com.
1: There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching.
0: Have an incredible day.